0: Major Garrett is the Chief White House Correspondent, author of The Big Truth, and creator and host of the Takeout Podcast and the Debrief on CBS. He joins us weekly on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. He is also an avid Padres fan, and I I, I bring you this, Major. It's a bit of good news. The Padres have not been eliminated from playoff contention yet.
1: Yet. Yet is the key word. And uh, among those who... uh classify themselves as the most ardent Padres, but also the ones who are willing to believe in sort of imaginary thinking. They still think we have a chance. I know we don't have a chance. Yes, we won five in a row for the first time all this season, despite a bloated $250 million payroll, (laughs) but we're not going to win 14 in a row. Okay, that's not going to happen, and we're not going to make the playoffs. And even if we did, we would be the first out. So I don't want us to make the playoffs. I just want this season to be over. Your over. Brewers your brewers
0: jersey's in the mail. We will send it to you. I can promise you that.
1: <laughs> they're a solid club. They're a solid club. I think they're, they're going to make some very significant noise in the playoffs this year.
0: Well, we certainly hope so. Also speaking today, President Biden addressing the U.N. Mm-hmm. General Assembly. There's this a major deal here, uh, Major. But before we get what to the president, what the president is getting into, what should we make of who is attending and who is not attending?
1: So China, Xi Jinping's not there. Vladimir Putin's not there. The U.K. prime minister is not there. Neither is the French president. Uh, there are sort of scheduling conflicts, that. but And also the Indian prime minister, uh Modi, is not there. So very big global powers are not there. That's actually good for the United States because economically speaking, though I know President Biden gets almost zero credit for this, compared to China compared to most other countries in Asia, excepting Japan and all of Europe, the U.S. economy, post-COVID, is among the strongest, most resilient, and most job-producing in the world. That's a fact. Whether you're satisfied with it or not is a secondary question. But in the economic competition globally, the United States is winning more than it's losing. And the absence of these other big, uh, in some cases, in many cases, authoritarian global superpowers or near superpowers, the United States being there and circulating more and building out more alliances is significant for the United States on the plus side. So that's an opportunity for the president and his administration, who are all there at the United Nations General Assembly.
0: Wide-ranging comments from the president, Major, reiterating support, U.S. support, that is, for Ukraine. He's also Mm -hmm. talking about climate change, artificial intelligence, expansions on the U.N. Security Council. There's a lot of ground he's covering here.
1: No doubt. So let's take those quickly in order. And the Ukraine part is also significant because President Zelensky in person for the first time addressed the General Assembly and the message worked in tandem. Although it comes much more powerfully from President Zelensky than President Biden, which is don't fatigue, don't lose the sense of mission and purpose and stakes involved in Ukraine. As President Zelensky said and in his own way, President Biden echoed this. The stakes there are not just European. They are for the entire world order post-World War II. If Ukraine loses and Russia wins, it will have used the threat of nuclear power carried out by conventional means to not only ignore sovereignty, not only ignore international law, but to commit war crimes on a historic scale and go unpunished. Both presidents said, that is not a world we want to live in, where a nuclear power can use the threat of nukes to gain territorial advantage, subjugate a people, violate international law, and summarily commit war crimes. And Zelensky also said, if Russia wins, it will have proven that the global weaponization of food, which they embargo, they prevent moving out of Ukraine, is now a tool in global conflict. And... Also, kidnapping children. Zelensky said tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian children have been kidnapped and taken to Russia. That's called trafficking, ladies and gentlemen. If you're against it, think about that in the context of the Russia-Ukraine war as well.
0: Switching gears, Major, less than two weeks until the government funding deadline. So House yeah. Republicans are barreling toward another messy showdown, I can only imagine. Do we see an extension happening here? What's, what's your view of it all?
1: So there's a possibility that House Republicans can figure out a way to patch a slender majority to get a short-term spending bill passed. That bill has zero chance in the Senate and zero chance with President Biden, but at least it's a start, a negotiating position for House Republicans. But until they have that vote, until they marshal that majority of whatever size, they have no leverage, which is Speaker McCarthy's point to his restive, rebellious House Republicans. If we don't vote on something, we have no leverage. Trying to basically communicate some simple basics of civics. If you don't pass a bill, you have nothing to talk about. Even if you're not going to ultimately get everything you've passed in that bill you approve, at least it gives a starting point to conversations. Right now, all Republicans have as a starting point is being quarrelsome and argumentative among themselves in public view.
0: Well, and already, just according to what I've I've read here, 16 Republicans, a rough estimate here, have pledged to vote against yep. it?
1: Yes, and Speaker McCarthy may call their bluff and say, look, this bill has X, Y, Z priorities for Republicans on border security, on funding the military, on a pay raise, on this, that, this, that. And if you want to go ahead and vote against those priorities, those clearly defined contrasts with the Biden administration, go ahead, I dare you. Because if you do... You're going to have to answer to your constituents, and you're probably going to have to answer to me. Whether that happens or not, we don't know. But Speaker McCarthy, growing increasingly frustrated with these rebels within his House Republican conference, may in fact call the vote just to see where the votes are in public view, not how they're communicated via social media posts or corridor conversations with the uh, random reporter.
0: So you say you want to be a House Speaker, right? I mean, all sorts of tests for McCarthy. <laughs> he's trying to navigate this, right? It's a, a very perilous well, John, week.
1: John, John, Boehner, or John Boehner and Wisconsin's own Paul Ryan could have told him what a difficult and sometimes miserable job it is.
0: Well, I did several tests. It's a perilous week, right? I mean, he's being challenged by his constituents, uh, not just mm-hmm. the other side. Like it's a, This is a very interesting time for him specifically.
1: Well, look, for Speaker McCarthy, the best friends he may have right now are House Democrats not because they are ideological companions of his, they aren't, not because they like him, they don't, but because ultimately to pass something through the House, mitigate the worst consequences of a partial government shutdown, and to keep the government functioning, he may in the end need Democratic votes to assist that process if his Republicans cannot get their act together and understand what leverage actually looks like and how to apply it in an actual grown-up negotiation.
0: He is a fan of the Padres, craft beer, and the movie Fletch. He is the chief Washington correspondent, Major Get. I'll take people behind the scenes here, Major. When I text you and say, hey, what would you like to hit on today? And we go back and forth. There is always multiple Fletch references in our text exchange.
1: Yes, and uh, always charge things to the underhills.
0: I absolutely will, including those uh, Fetzer valves.
1: Appreciate it, Major. (laughs) We'll talk again soon. All right. Bye. All the best. Major Garrett, Chief Washington Correspondent and author, creator of the Takeout Podcast.